learn through the mistakes of others like us, the F-ups, cap in hand, asking people for money. And I got tired. There was a day when I was like, no, screw this nonsense. Because 10 years later, I'm able to say, well, you know, coronavirus hit me 10 times. And I'm like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You are performing a service. You've got a price for us. What is the price? Let's be serious and let's be real and true role models. Yo, 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 everybody. What's going on? Mushambi Mutuma here, back for another episode of Adjacent Conversations. I'm your host, CEO, entrepreneur, author, but most importantly, here to bring you impactful and meaningful conversations with change makers, dream catchers, movers and shakers in today's society who are really doing amazing things. And today's episode is no different. Um, We got to sit down with my friend, Matsi Modise, to really talk about how she is an entrepreneur activist Um, in today's society, sharing information, sharing insights to how small business owners, entrepreneurs, hustlers can keep thriving in difficult times, find funding, um, and just really keep their focus and really learn how to build long-term impactful businesses. So she's given us a lot of context to her history over the last 10 years and how she's been able to achieve so much, um, starting different businesses up, being an, an advisor, sitting on the boards of large companies, partnering with JSC-listed entities. And Masi was just really broke down and really was really transparent about her journey, some of her struggles. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're a small business owner, I think today was the episode for you and you're really going to enjoy it. So tune in, enjoy it, sit back. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to rate the episode. That's how we keep having impact and benefiting other people. So keep it going. Adjacent Conversations. Enjoy. Hello. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? How's it going? I'm doing yeah, great. It's going. It's going. Must yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah. How are you managing? I'm managing. Hey, yeah. I am managing. It's it's actually gotten very um, busy on my end. Really? Yeah, it's just gotten that's so really busy. That's really good to hear. That's really good to hear. I'm happy to hear that. That's that's mm. what we want in times like this, hey? Totally. Totally. Nice one. It's been a while since I've seen you. I know, since we're on the silver screen. (laughs) Yeah, you know. We had that panel (laughs) discussion. Um, It was the first time I met you. Yeah, Yeah, it was nice to meet fellow entrepreneurs. It just felt like a travel affair, you know, all like-minded people. Um, At the end of the day, we all want to succeed, um, but also hopefully equally do good. So, yeah, it was nice to meet like-minded people. Nice one. Well, I've been following you for a long time and known about mm-hmm. you, but it was great to kind of finally meet. And it's, thank you for taking uh, the invite uh, to be on today's show and conversation. I'm mm-hmm. excited to have you. Likewise. So, yeah. So for everyone tuned in, um, we're back. It's another week here on Adjacent Conversations. Um, really, the format of the show is just to interview like-minded people, fellow entrepreneurs, change makers. And just get some more insights of their life and journey and uh, and hopefully some insight to how we kind of survived during times like this. So, mm-hmm. Masi, I mean, you're uh, the self-professed kind of uh, entrepreneur activist, um, and <laughs> which I love. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, for so long, like, I've appreciated. We've shared a stage before. I've seen you mm-hmm. kind of moving and shaking um, and kind of preaching the entrepreneurial gospel. Hopefully not on the dance floor, huh? (laughs) 
I will not disclose today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just seeing you like succeed and grow and just like share value, um, whether that be through your own platform, on stage, through Wave, through Simodisa, like you've just done a lot. And I think mm. it's been great to see a black voice in that space, a female voice in that space, like empowered and helping us. Um, mm, so mm, thank you mm. so much for joining us. Um, that's what I want to talk about today is like, um, for those, I mean, I, all your followers, they know you well, and I'm sure tons of mine do as well, but like, give me some context to you and mm -hmm. what's made you this entrepreneur activist. Like how have we gotten to this point where we find each other today? Totally. So it's been a 10 year odd journey, but I guess it also, you know, question is, are you, are entrepreneurs born or are they made? I, yes. I haven't seen that I was born yeah. an entrepreneur because it's an inner instinct. It has to be yeah. part of your DNA. You can't learn the skills of hustling, the skills of not giving up, the skills of growing a thick skin. It's something that's inside of you. So it's been right. a 10 year journey for me. Um, used to be an investment banking. I only lasted two years in an internship. And so the past 10 years has been one of, you know, starting things, some big, some small, falling, yeah. picking yourself up, failing, being rejected. Right. The works. So it's 10 years yeah, of sure. the hassle of being in there, um, sussing out opportunities. And so I would call myself an entrepreneur um, because it's 10 years of having to figure out how am I going to eat? at the end yes. of this day. <laughs> 10 yeah, years of that. And it's, um, right. you know, lucky 10 years later, it's also a function of how do we keep feeding the mouths that we've employed, you know, the, yes. the, the people that we've yeah. empowered we with employment, it? how do we sustain it? So, um, so to date, I have a company called Furaha Africa Holdings, mm -hmm. and that's a holdings company, but has subsidiaries in um, Furaha Solutions. So Furaha Solutions focuses on outsourced human resources. Um, we do uh, recruitment, we do skills training, we've got local, we've got international clients, um, and now since coronavirus, obviously the training and the recruitment part has had to take a bit of a break, so we've yes, pivoted, sure. which is quite important, and I'm okay. sure we'll get to speak about that later yes. on, surviving coronavirus, so we've had to pivot. Um, I was lucky to, or actually they were lucky to get me to partner with them, so it's a listed company, right. um, okay. they've been doing this HR thing for years, and about four years back, uh, we established for our solution. So okay. um, now I had to pivot and focus more on the healthcare cluster, which is doing medical screening. So that for us is what we're able to provide for employers that now need to get their employees back to work. Um, you know, one of the requirements is to do medical screening and surveillance yes. of your employees. So we're providing that. And that's actually what's not keeping me busy. You know, people yes. are wanting to go back. They have to obviously ensure that it's safe enough environment. So we also do right. risk assessment. So that's Mati, the entrepreneur with Furaha Africa Holdings. Um, and then I'm an entrepreneurship activist. So yes. it's been another 10-year journey of really supporting entrepreneurs really advocating being the voice because i've gone through yeah. it i've i've seen the lay of the land that it's abundant with opportunities but there's limited access so who are those yeah. people that are constantly knocking at the door saying why are you saying there's black economic empowerment however it's still not empowering black people 
We're still yeah. not participating in the economy. We're still not building big businesses. There's a lot of money that's been thrown at this, but where is that money? We don't see it. it as black entrepreneurs, yeah. yeah. As black yeah. entrepreneurs, it's like, where are the procurement opportunities? Because every time right. you go knocking, even as established as I am as an entrepreneur, I still have to face, it's still a David and Goliath uh, situation where I'm knocking at the big door, but I'm being mm. told that, sorry, we're not going to work with you because we want to work yeah. with established businesses. Well, established businesses are white businesses in South Africa, previously exactly. advantaged businesses in yes, South Africa. Yes, yes, so yes. that's kind of where my activism comes because I'm like, as an entrepreneur, I know the challenges. So how do we yeah, ensure yeah. that we're going to assist fellow entrepreneurs? So in essence, that's kind of where the activism comes. And then a side gig um, is I sit on various boards. Um, yes. So I call it a side gig because you know, as an entrepreneur and as you're building a business, you also have to be earning money. So those board fees do contribute towards keeping the lights on. So I sit on a couple of listed, unlisted, public, private sector businesses and one or two um, international companies I sit on their boards. So yeah, I think that's kind of me in a nutshell. You've given me so much material to kind of work with uh, (laughs) because there's gems that I'm I'm hearing as you go. So thank you for the the introduction. And again, it's proving why I'm so thankful to kind of have you on the platform. So, I mean, there's a couple of things I'm going to unpack as we go, because Mm. you talked about entrepreneurs being born or made. And I think Mm -hmm. I do want to delve into your perspective there of like what an actual entrepreneur is and the the characteristics. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the humble brag that you partnered with the listed entity, but they're lucky to have you. So I I love it. I love it. So we're going to get into that. Yeah. Um, and then also the, the fact that board board positions are the side hustle and the side yeah. gig. So I like, and then the fact that you guys pivoted already in a business and shifting from like the t- typical HR solution to where mm-hmm. you are. So there's a lot, yeah. you're, like you're changing the questions that I already had lined up for you, but I love it. Awesome. I love Good. it. And that said, if there's questions as we're having our conversation, please drop them through. We'll be sure to keep checking kind of throughout this conversation because this is for you guys. It's not just for me. Um, we're mm-hmm. here to serve all of you guys who are tuned in. So thank you again. Mm. So let's talk about like what entrepreneurship actually means because you're an activist, because you've been doing it for 10 years plus is Mm. you've sat on so many different board positions. You've seen them pitch. I'm sure Uh, we've talked to lots of them over on a big stage. What what is the characteristic of like a South African entrepreneur? Like who is that to you? What, What checks that box to say that they're an entrepreneur? You give zero fucks about what people say, yes. right? You militant about yeah. your pursuit for success. Yes. You don't give up at somebody just saying no or no thank yeah. you. You actually want to yeah. say, why not? Why not yeah. me? Let me try to convince you otherwise. So right. you have to have a thick skin. It's very, very important that you you must have that thick skin as an entrepreneur. And also yeah. um, constantly figuring, you, you know, you, an entrepreneur is somebody that's constantly finding solutions so in our i mean a lot of entrepreneurs were doing something but now they've had to readjust what they were doing because it's no longer relevant people can no longer go into your shop people can no longer meet people can no longer be in a training classroom where you you know facilitating a training people can no longer speak on stages people can no longer be influencers so a true entrepreneur and this is definitely a time of are you an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur will come up with solutions so they'll figure it out they'll come up with different ways of ensuring that they 
are relevant and they're answering um, a need in the market right now. Yes, yeah. No, that's Those are some on. of the uh, characteristics, yeah. yeah. It's, it's spot on that you say that because I think there's a lot of perception on what it actually means to be an entrepreneur. And I, I tend to get frustrated a lot with, with some of the people that I see with kind of certain levels of entitlement and the lack of that thick skin. Guys, they kind of give up quite easily. So I'm glad that you say times like this kind of prove who's for real, right? Who's really an entrepreneur. Who's, who's for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> And those who aren't kind of get exposed, right? I mean, I know it's a global pandemic. It's difficult for yeah. all of us. But I think mm. that mindset, as you mentioned, is like, it's actually quite important, right? Is because despite the, the circumstances and the financial situations, it's like a certain mm. mindset to continue going, continue building, and continue like changing and shifting and adapting. So, no, you're Picking spot yourself on up Because yeah. in those days, I mean, when coronavirus hit, you're like, I had three or X amount of deals lined up and now yeah. they're not going to happen. I actually spoke yeah. to a, a, a prospective client earlier on and she was like, oh, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Um, you know, we're going to have to push it out to 2021. Let's yeah. reconvene later in the latter part of the... I was like, I was waiting for this because I've moved yeah. on. To be honest, yes. I mean, I, I was actually very, um, like, you know, candid with her around like, chick, if I wasn't prepared for this conversation, then what am I doing with my time? I have yeah, moved on, sure. but, and I'm quite excited for next year because this too shall pass like anything yeah. else in life, this too shall pass. But like you said earlier, it's something that's now exposing us um, as businesses. You know, if you're running a good business that has run well, you're going to yeah. be okay because you are right. prudent. You had your ish yeah. in order. You are that's compliant. Right. Yes. Um, for example, if you want to have, um, if you want to leverage the relief funding or um, platforms that are out there, they want compliant businesses that are registered sure. with UIF. They want compliant businesses that have their tax in order. They want yeah. companies that are registered. So if you are running your business like it's your personal business and not a business, what yeah, you spend is yeah. exactly. So now you're exposed because mm. they're saying if we are to give you funding. We want to ensure that you've got your financials in place. Three yes, years worth of financials is not a joke. So companies yeah. that were running good businesses are going to be okay. And those were companies yeah, that were saving as well. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about that for a moment because I think there's like, there's a, there's a mix, right? There's the, there's the businesses that are kind of sustaining and have had their things together and their ish together. But mm. then there's like the nature of entrepreneurship which is like less business-wise or less small business, but the nature of entrepreneurship to guys that are really struggling, right? So cash flow is really tight. The impacts are real. So yeah, and, and, and there's a lack of maybe potential education on the right way to do things, right? In terms of knowing that I need to be tax compliant, know that I need to be registered here and there. What's the landscape for those guys that, that aren't fully compliant? Uh, because they don't know and there's some, yeah, there's just some lack of information there. Yeah, I mean, if it, if you had to speak to me five, six, seven years ago, um, yeah. I wouldn't probably be ready for this. Um, yes, but I had to go right. through a lot of trial and error. I had to go through yeah. a lot of painful experiences whereby I'm being taken sure. for a ride. And I always say that if you haven't been taken to the CCMA, you've never run a business. 
You're, you've never gone through that this process facts. <laughs> of getting a, a terrible accountant that has just exposed you badly because you didn't know better. You've never run a business. Yeah. So I've gone through all of those hiccups of paying a lot of money to get a labor consultant. Um, yes. And now I'll never make those mistakes <laughs> of hiring the wrong people because yeah. it's costing me dearly. It's frustrating yeah. going through a disciplinary hearing. It's frustrating having to be taken to task at the CCMA when, you know, yeah. somebody's stealing from you or somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, right. but now they're demanding one year's worth of salaries. And because yes. your processes were not in places, because you didn't have policies, you are caught out. So yeah. I think it's, it's time will tell. And as an entrepreneur, do your best to figure out the compliancy of running a business and yeah, emphasize sure. on that. So I think it's very, very important that you learn through the mistakes of others like us, because I can yes. be very vocal around the F-ups around business, yes. where it's like, yes. well, I've had to pay dearly for this, but I yeah. appreciate the fact that I went through it because 10 years later, I'm able to say, well, I, you know, coronavirus hit me 10 times. I'm ready for you because right. I'm wired in a way. Right. I've gone through the trials and errors. I've made the mistakes. And now I know compliancy and running a good business is very important. So, yeah, I think for entrepreneurs that are starting out, um, it's very t difficult for you because you have to wear all the hats. You have to be the marketer, the financier, the HR person. When do you yes. find the time to vet your clients? When do you yeah, find the time to draft contracts? And also as a startup, you know, those things are very expensive to outsource yes. it. And, you know, my yes. labor lady's like, you can't do everything. You have to outsource the things that you are not good at. It comes yeah. at a cost, but it I does. know the cost of not doing it has cost me. It's dearly. actually dramatically higher. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to really have more, um, you know, good entrepreneurs that are very good about um, running their businesses and running them properly because there's no yeah. shortcuts. You'll get exposed quite badly. So I think that's some of the activism that we do in terms of how do we help you be a good entrepreneur? How do we yeah. help you run a good business so that it's, um, you know, it's 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 shock proof. Like, I mean, right yes. now we're going through a bit of a every hundred year shock. You know, this crisis, this pandemic, <laughs> yeah, it's global. But yeah. if you did certain things or if you continue to thrive to do certain things, you should find yourself in a better position and you're not necessarily now running around and not being able to be funded or to be helped. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're spot on there because I think the element that I'm hearing is like there's this difference between being an entrepreneur, which is typically being the ideas person, right? And, and dreaming the mm. concept up yeah. and then having <laughs> to shift your perspective to being that business owner, right? Mm -hmm. Where that's where you're making those decisions, you're putting those processes in place. Because I always tell, you know, some of the kids that I mentor is that, mm -hmm. you know, HR, accounting, and legal are, are three things that you can never do better than a trained professional, right? Marketing, yeah. maybe you can figure out some elements of and, and you know, Let me post on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah right? Um, and there's some of the softer skills, but like HR issue, you can't go to the CCMA without some help. Right, <laughs> you could, <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna pay for it, right? Yeah, so I think I think those <laughs> elements are true. Is that as you grow um, and experience teaches you, you learn those business building elements. But I mm -hmm. think it's like the proof is in the time. Like you can't rush that process. Is it's taken you ten years to kind of learn those things, and for me as well, it doesn't mm -hmm. happen like in that first year or two. Um, where mm. you know exactly what you must do. Those failures and those mistakes and the tremendous costs that mm. I'm reminiscing on right now is uh, <laughs> so real, right? Those are the things that yeah. you never the again. Scars. The yeah, scars. They're not the deep scars, hey? 
they are. Mm. But I think that's what that's what equips us is that it's not that you're any smarter, any better. It's that you've gone mm. through it, right? Totally. Is that yeah. it's it's taught you just going through the process. So I think yeah, maybe that's that first lesson today is that you can't skip that process, right? Because you have to go through it. But the opportunity that comes out of what that teaches you is actually quite incredible. And why you get to、mm. the place that you are now, well, you're kind of COVID-proof, if you will. Yeah, I think also just sticking through、um, one of the books. In fact, I actually have it right here. It's quite、yes. a good book. Start with、mm, why. Simon Sinek. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's it's、um, it's one of those very important、um, things because every day you wake up、yeah. with a different challenge, and you、yeah. always have to ask you. Why the f am I doing this? Yes. Why the f <laughs> do I have to tolerate this nonsense? Yeah, yeah, These people—it's like、yes. it has to be something you're so passionate about. It's so yeah, like it's yeah, part of who you are because without、sure. doing it, um, um, you know, you'd be going outside of who you are. So it has to be part of your identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love the fact that, like I said earlier on. Um, I think we are wired as entrepreneurs. You know, our reflexes, our appetite to risk, our appetite to rejection. I、um, mean,、yeah. over the years, the more you do it, the more better you get at it. Because、yeah. today, if a bank manager calls me and says, "Matsi, I have to repossess your car," it's either、yeah. okay, fine, take it; it's not me,、right. or actually,、yeah. I have a deal. You know, two weeks later, some client is going、yes. to pay me. You so you have to、out. learn how to.、Yeah. Depends if it's、yeah. worth keeping the car, then you start negotiating. But if it's、For、not,、sure. then it's just sucking up money. Because right now, we all have well, we have cars that are just parked outside. Yeah, at the end of the month, <laughs> at the end of the month, the bank takes its money if there、yeah. is money in the bank account. Yeah, and yeah. so we don't know how long this coronavirus is going to last for. So some of these things are probably not worth it, and perhaps you should、sure. start、um, disposing of certain things that are not a necessity. It's, But it's, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like this crisis kind of teaches you what's important and what's not. You know, it's 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 funny because a couple of weeks before this happened. We were planning our brand new offices, right? We were designing them, we we're fitting them out, picking out furniture, and then、yeah. now you're like, we may never go back to a full working environment. <laughs> Had you already、right? signed the contract, though? Had you already signed it? We signed contracts. We started spending some、Ouch. money.、Um, I mean, we've already pulled back on a couple of those things, so we're going to manage it.、Yeah. So、mm. we weren't too far deep, but we certainly had the vision and the plan, right? Because you're like,、mm. we're ten years in business. Let's pat ourselves on the back. It's、mm. new office space, but then now you're like all we're growing up now. The world, yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> we think like I know we're here, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then the shift is like the biggest companies in the world saying, "Well, our employees never have to come back to work if they don't want、mm. to,、um, mm. and we're a digital business." So you're kind of like. You know what? Like, yeah, I could try to make the argument that we deserve this, that this is right,、yeah. but in all practicality and safety, you're like,、mm-hmm. this probably doesn't make any sense, you know?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's a big shift,、um, literally, and and kind of rethinking what's important and what actually matters and what's key for survival during times、yeah. like this, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I must say, I've I have. An office here in Santon, which is like、yeah. five minutes from where I live, and then I have another one which is in Parktown. I call that the factory. I don't like going、yes. to the factory, but those are two offices. But my real office is right here where I'm sitting. So this is where I spend most of my time.、Yeah. My home office has always be where I would actually be able to do a lot of work. So for、yeah. me, when lockdown came and remote working, it's just how do I get my team who come to the office and work to now work remotely. But、yeah. for me, it's I, I, you know it's one place where I'm very、um, 
where I'm very, uh, what's this, um, I, I can actually just operate better. Yeah, um, you're comfortable. And I yeah. like earlier on, before we got onto the call, you're like, I'm quickly grabbing some tea. I'm like, I'm going to go grab some champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you know, working from home, you're able to do that. Yeah, you're able to, to do that with no blame, day. with no Nobody stress. Nobody knows, eh? you just put on makeup. Well, no, today I did bath. But there are those days where it takes me a whole day without bathing and then I'll bath yeah. before I sleep after exercising. It's, yeah. it's so much flexible. And then, yeah, I think... Um, also, the one thing that I know coronavirus has brought is, as an entrepreneur, and you can probably relate to this, yes. there are a lot of people that are now questioning the sustainability of their businesses because now they don't foresee themselves surviving over the next 12 months. As an yes, entrepreneur, sure. you have a shorter leeway. Yeah. You know, if you can survive three months, you're fine. Yeah, you know you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah, no, you're, no, you're doing great. You're killing it. And yeah. then you'll have to figure out within those three months how the rest of the, the year is going to look like. So right. for us entrepreneurs, it's, it's, it's not something that is different because now it's yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, I've always had to wonder what the latter part of the year looks like because I have no idea. And for these sure, deals man. come, um, um, you know, they come and they go. Um, some, so, yeah, it also depends on the kind of business that you're in. But, I mean, a very short runway is something that entrepreneurs are very used to. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you're spot on there. And I mean, I had a, the, some of the conversations I've had over the last couple of weeks echoed that sentiment of mm-hmm. we're seeing some of the biz, biggest businesses in SA, like listed entities, retrenching like tens of thousands of people. And you're looking at them and you're like, surely as a listed entity, you had more cash flow or you surely. should have had more cash flow <laughs> to manage. How is it that yeah. we like are doing a little bit better than you? Maybe, yeah, the amounts are different, right? A billion rent yeah. to a million. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. Or a thousand. Yeah, right, or a thousand, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, you're looking at them and you're saying like, these guys clearly weren't built for any kind of hit to their business model. Whereas because of struggle, because of experience is we're kind of used to failures, right? You're used to the hiccups. You're used to getting told, Hey, that contract's over. Hey, this is, you know, and it's, okay. it's yeah. So you're kind of in a state where you're always built for the winter. Whereas yeah. these big boys clearly weren't. Mm, or haven't been, mm. Right. Like they took yeah. a little knock a month into COVID and then they had to close yeah. down shop. Um, you know, so I think that, that's a, it's a very good point is that that adaptability that we have as entrepreneurs is 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 actually quite beneficial in times like this. Like the ducking and diving. It's like dodging bullets. Ish, I missed yeah. that one. Oh, I nearly got caught there. You know, it's, it's, kind of, it's fun. <laughs> I love that. I really love it. It's like it's it's yeah. fun. Um, the uncertainty oh. is fun. Like if I was somebody who couldn't handle uncertainty, yeah. I would be like. Ish, I was going to say shitting myself, but I didn't say it. Um, but in essence, <laughs> it's okay. It's the same place. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'd be stressed out right now if I couldn't handle uncertainty, but I live on not being certain as to what tomorrow looks like and the excitement of what yeah. it probably has. And also just the understanding of I've come this far. There's definitely a big picture. So I just have to rock up every day, be myself, be yeah. creative, be excited, be yeah. happy and content, but also constantly wanting more. For sure, yeah. But I think mm. that's the confidence that you build after being 10 years in, right? Is that you yeah. know this isn't the end of the world. It's hard, it's difficult. Things might look a lot different than they looked, you know, a couple months ago even. 
but you know, in all honesty, like you're okay. Like I always say, like you can look at the, the future as an entrepreneur, like pessimistically hopeful, right? Mm. When you're like, yeah, no, it's going to be fine. I don't know how, but it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's that next I mean, level you've never faith, known. You know? You've never yeah. known. Like if you're working yeah. for a company, you know that, you know, between nine and five, for the entire month, this is what I'll be doing every day. Yeah. And this is how much I'm going to get at the end of the month. And as for an sure. entrepreneur, the opportunities are endless. You know, you could be earning 10,000 rands to this month. Next month, your big deal comes in. And But it's, it's it doesn't happen overnight. And I, yeah. I also always, for aspirant entrepreneurs, like, it's not that glamorous. You know, having yes. not having anything. I mean, there are stages in your life where you've gone through um, stages where you didn't have food or you didn't, you didn't want to bother your parents to kind of, because they were like, why are you leaving your job? I mean, my dad, yeah, I'm so happy that yeah. I've never had to go back to dad and ask him for money. And in fact, the opposite happens now where he asks me for money. I'm like, dad, you've been working for 60 yes. years. You haven't been saving. <laughs> like, why are you asking me? What like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you've been working, yeah, right? The black so, text is real. Huh? Yeah. Like, I mean, luckily I haven't had uh, to go back to my parents. Well, my yeah. dad, per se, because he was the most vocal around. Why are you leaving a bank? It's investing. And yeah. everybody wants yeah. to work at investing. There was a time, though, where it, luckily it was also a very short period. It could have gone longer, but it didn't. But there was a time when I didn't have anything. There was a time when I was in between things. There was a time when, for the first time, my mom had to give me money. And I was just, like, heartbroken yes. because I was like, mom has to give me money. It's normally the other way around. And those yeah, are the times that I really yes. treasure because it was so character building. It exposed things for what they are, people for who they are. And it also taught me that yeah. if ever somebody comes to me, because I have a lot of people coming saying, hey, I've, I don't have money or hey, I don't have this or hey, I need a new job. Even if I can't help them because I can't, because there's nothing that I can do, I will reach out. I will say, yeah. thank you so much for reaching out. Um, yes. I will forward your CV to X and X person, but I will never ignore them yes. because I know that feeling of yes. how it was. When I didn't have anything. When you were going through me. that. Yeah. yeah. So I've yeah. learned those lessons. I think it was such a character building environment. And yeah. if you don't go through that, like the CCMA example that I made, uh, you know, the labor laws and consultants and, you know, having bad accountants that want to liquidate your business, you know, it's like, but what's there to liquidate? You don't know what liquidation is. Yeah. Also understanding that, okay, there are mean, vicious people out there and you need yeah. to know that, um, you know, this is what it is and this is how you run a business. But you can only go through that to appreciate um, the goodness because there are the good parts yeah. of entrepreneurship. And I think I display that quite a lot, um, you know, in my, I suppose, social media because, you know, there are times, there are times to prosper and, and have fun and, you know, be able to do this and be able to do that. It's been able to afford me all of that great stuff, but it also has given me tough times. And yeah. so, well, luckily we wear wigs, so you can't see the gray hairs. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> totally. We're here. They're yeah. popping up. <laughs> yeah. But I'm with you. But I think, you know, what I always say is everybody wants to be a CEO, but nobody wants to be a CEO, right? Is that it, it looks glamorous. Um, it looks exciting on the outside. It looks like we're all doing well. We're all killing it, especially on social media. 
But then people yeah. don't always understand like the hardship of being an entrepreneur. You know, if I wanted to earn a lot of money and be carefree, I probably should have stayed at my last job. You know what I mean? Like it probably would have afforded me that because if I look back over the last 10 plus 12 years is that I've had more difficult years than positive years, you know? Mm -hmm. It's only started to come together nicely the last few years. But initially, I mean, it was incredibly difficult. And you have those days where you can't eat and when you've got nothing, you know, and where there's real struggles and there's no one to call, Ooh. actually, you know? So, I, turned, yeah. I mean, I turned 30. I was doing a lot of social enterprises. So, and also, yes. I must say, because I ran a lot of social enterprises, some people call them nonprofits, um, where you actually... That has taught me the most about yeah. building and, 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 and building an organization and running an organization. But it got to a point where I was 30 and I'm like, hmm, I'm 30 years old, getting older. I'm not married. Yeah. I don't have children. I don't have a wealthy husband who's going to subsidize <laughs> my fabulous life. Right. Um, I, I need to earn money. So that, yes. that for me at 30, I was like, and, and luckily, you know, I look, last year I, th I turned 35 and I was like, I look back and I remember that conversation I had with myself and I was like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm glad things have changed, but I had yeah. to make that call and say, I need to make money. Yes. Um, so a lot of people would start businesses, they'll be successful. And then later on, they'll be tired of making money and they will then want to do good and have nonprofits. Like, I mean, typical Bill Gates style right. um, and invest in vaccines, yes. blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I kind of did it in the opposite way. I ran a lot of for good um, organizations, but it yeah, actually taught me a lot beginning. about, yeah, it taught me a lot about governance, about really running businesses, yeah, um, yes. like building businesses, going out there, asking uh, sponsors to sponsor this. But I was tired. I was like, I don't want to be tap in hand asking for money. I want to be on the other yeah. end signing checks so that people can signing do good that's what mo yeah. Yeah, that's what motivates me to do more and do better because it's like i want to sign those big checks simodisa sure. which is an industry association it's not a, a for-profit business it's yes. dedicated towards um helping entrepreneurs yeah. um it's a non-profit that i i'm so passionate about i'm yes. i've been involved in the organization and you know there was a time when i was running it and i had to be cap in hand asking people for money and I got right. tired. There was a day when I was like, no, screw this nonsense. I am yeah. now going to build a business so that I can for sign sure. Simodisa a million rand check and um, they'll be fine for the year. They can pay salaries yes. and they can continue doing good. So I got to a point where I was just tired of having to be. Yeah. It's like, no, build something. Somebody needs to pay you for what you're doing. And make lots yeah. of money and don't be apologetic about it, which I... But that's the not. thing, hey, is I think a lot of us, and especially people of color, Black people, I think we, we struggle with that element of it, is that as a entrepreneur and a business owner, it is perfectly fine to go out there and make money. That is the nature mm. of to entrepreneur is to do so. And so, yeah. so I feel there's a lot of people that are like kind of shy or withholding <laughs> Because or they feel guilty about going out to chase it. And it's like, no. you know, it's not a negative thing. That's how you sustain yourself. That's how you're able to take care of other people, your employees, their families, organizations and causes and family that you support. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I think we have to like shift that perspective to say, you know, to go out and make money is a good thing. It doesn't have to lead to greed um, yes. and doing things the yeah. wrong way. But going mm. out and do that, that's how we survive. That's how we keep going. Um, Everybody's so it's like got something a price. we need to encourage. Yeah. Everybody has a price. Um, I struggle when I, I, I come across, especially people that are starting out in business. And when you're asking, so how much are you going to charge me? 
they get shy and it's a long <laughs> conversation. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. You are yeah. performing a service. You've got a price for us. What is the price? Yeah. When somebody asks me, how much are you going to charge? That's the most exciting thing anybody can say. Because it's like, <laughs> it's time to charge now. It's time yeah. to charge. So yes. I'm very quick to kind of name the price. And I'm, I'm keen to negotiate if it's negotiable. Especially if it's a small business and a small enterprise. I'm like, oh, right. it's coronavirus. So let's not overcharge them. Yes, let's yes, charge yes. them less than what gentle. we would have done. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you are in business and you have to charge. Yeah. And everybody has yeah. got a price. Yeah. No, it's spot on, hey, because I think that's the thing we need to get, gain some confidence in. Is not only mm-hmm. charging, but charging fairly and charging mm-hmm. confidently. Because I've seen mm-hmm. um, other, you know, other people walk into the very same boardroom and not even shrug or blink an eye and charge five <laughs> times what we're charging. And you're like, yes. this dude, really? Like, <laughs> you yeah, know, well. are you sure? And, and they'll do it with full confidence, hey, yeah, without blinking will. an eye. And they'll demand it almost. And they get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we come in and we're meek and we're like, oh, okay, you know, maybe, you know, I think we can... And then, and then yeah, you get a no, yeah. and you wonder why. But it's sometimes it's that <laughs> lack of confidence, hey? Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I know we've got a long way to go as entrepreneurs, but don't be shy to charge. Why are you in business? You know, yeah. Unless you're running a charity, yeah. uh, that's a different story. But if you are running a business, do not be scared to charge. Be reasonable. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you can't now outprice yourself because people are smart. They'll now go to the next... Um, service provider and see how much they're charging so don't be too smart about it because you'll get caught out but also when somebody says how much name your price yes name it Mm. name it right there i love it so let me ask you then uh, maybe a tough question Mm -hmm. (laughs) or unpopular one is that given that what are the traits of like local entrepreneurs that like completely grate you that you can't stand like what what are the things that we we have to work on as a people naming our price being approaching with confidence you're rolling your eyes what are those things like tell me where do i start (laughs) yeah (laughs) where do i start no i just feel like there's um less substance over form there are a lot of people Mm. that call themselves entrepreneurs or they have businesses but then if you really had to interrogate the business case it's like you're not in business. You know, it's yeah, all the fluff yeah. and it's not going to yes. take this country anywhere. It's not going to take you anywhere. So people are obsessed with the idea of being entrepreneurs because it seems like, oh yeah, I've decided to leave my job to start a business. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's like, grandiose. no, focus yeah. on building a business. Focus on building a business. You know, by the time you are out there and your success talks for itself, great, yeah. let's read about you. So I appreciate yeah. entrepreneurs that, um, you know, are out there and they're working very hard and you hardly hear about them. The reason Science. why I'm an entrepreneur, yeah, the reason why I'm out there is because I'm an entrepreneurship activist. So I have yeah, to speak on behalf of fellow entrepreneurs. So I put myself out there, but I also made sure that as much as I'm promoting and, and lobbying for entrepreneurs, I have something to show for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and it, it's not something that I just parachuted into. Um, right. And so, and also with sitting on boards, it's like it's it's uh, my first board was when I was twenty five years old. Yeah. Um, I knew nothing about governance, but it was a, a government board in the free state, and I was asked to sit on it, and that for me was the learning. But ten years yes. later, I have something to show for it and say, guys, when it comes to governing a business, when it comes to governance. I'm ensuring that um, you have that oversight and you're able to help with the strategy of a business. I've put in my fair share. When I started, 
um, I knew nothing, but I appreciated the fact that I was given that opportunity and I took it, even though I'd like, um, you know, I, I, I knew that I would not know what this is, what that is. I was like, I took it because I had to learn. So that the one thing that grates me going back to your question is, you know, the fluff that we are seeing yeah. and people are buying into that fluff and we don't have much to show for it because if you had yeah. to read the numbers today and say how many strong <coughs> South African black businesses do you have there that are oh, employing X amount of people? They are there, not to say they aren't there, but the ones, the sure. people that own them, are you will never read about them. They are in the background just getting yes. on with what they're doing. So that's yeah. the one part. And then the other thing is, um, you know, entrepreneurs that are serial um, incubatees. So they like go on to these incubator so programs after <laughs> incubator programs. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. they're not all the incubators. I yeah. mean, you see yes. them at one place, you see them at another place. You're like, you, yes. I'm so skeptical of you. So yeah. enough. I mean, if you listen to um, businesses that South African uh, businesses that have done well, I mean, I can make an example of Yoko. I mean, Yoko yeah. didn't go through a lot of um, accelerators there's one particular one it's an overseas accelerator that they yes. would be, and it's the accelerator and that yeah. is it you know yeah. they didn't waste time going through how to run your business 101 marketing 101 and then yeah. go on to the next so i Ten think times. we need to stop yeah. yeah we need to stop being serial incubatees because at some yeah. point you have to i mean an incubator is like a child nine months in mommy's tummy you can't be mommy's tummy like 10 times over. No, but you can't hop out <laughs> and go back in. <laughs> no, you need to get yeah. out and do yeah. stuff, right? You yeah, can't be incubated for sure. forever where mommy's like protecting you. No, yeah, so let's yeah, be serious yeah. about who we are. Let's be serious about building uh, proper businesses. Let's run good businesses because the other thing that, you know, like I said, a lot of companies that were not running good businesses are the ones that are being caught out now because yeah. they haven't been running big, um, you know, businesses properly. It's like right what way. you spend for your own personal expenditures, you spend via the business or the other. Yes. It's, it's, you don't yeah. do that. Separate yeah. the two and yes. stop it with a fluff, guys. I mean, I, I want to see real entrepreneurs that are building real businesses. I'm tired yeah. of these people that 10 months later you read, oh, okay, so, okay, he's also gone down because there was nothing really there to start off with. So let's just focus on the substance and the form, guys, to be honest. We're doing ourselves a disjustice as black entrepreneurs. Let's let's be serious and let's be real and true role models because there are a lot of people that are young people that are looking at us, but what we say is should be what we do, not this. And and you know that by the time you're you're a successful entrepreneur, it's going to take you years until you drive that fancy car. Yeah. You know, those years yeah. of grafting are those years where you're driving your small little Volvos, driving your small little Renault. By the time you're driving your Mercedes Benz, uh, you know, you've, you've struggled and you've gone through yeah. most. And now yeah. you are you are very, um, yeah. So let's 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 be real and good role models because there are a yeah. lot of people looking out up at us. <clears throat> no, that's spot on. Hey, I think there's a big difference between like the hustlers the entrepreneurs and the business owners, right? It's like a shift of different, of of different kind of like work ethic and different kind of goals there. So I'm with you spot on because you, you, you said a lot and I think I can't stand the incubator hoppers. Hey, it's because there's a lack of sustainability there. And it's like, you keep waiting for someone to solve the problem for you or to give you a handout. And you never like have cut down to like, let me actually do this and, and build this. Um, mm. So it's it's, mm. it's 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 certainly it's certainly spot on. There's a question that we got there. Um, yeah. I just want to touch on it really quick. 
Um, from Nati, he says, how did you guys know it was the right or best time to take your leap of faith into entrepreneurship? Uh, what major risks did you consider and how did you mitigate those? So I'll let you answer that first. How did you know it was the right time to leave Investec against your parents' <laughs> wishes and your father saying, what are you doing? <laughs> to decide to like, yeah, to take this uncertain path. Yeah, I think it talks to the point I made earlier on entrepreneurship is part of your DNA. It's instinctive. Yeah. It's how you're yeah. wired. So yeah. for me inside, something was just not sitting. I mean, Investec yeah. is a lovely bank. I still have a lot of yes. friends. Um, I engage a lot with them at some point over the past 10 years. It's a wonderful organization, but it is not for me. It is not for me. And yeah. inside, I knew it. You know, when you touch something and it doesn't blossom into something great, you know you're in the wrong place. Whether it's a business, whether it's a relationship, or whether it's a job. If yes. you touch something, it needs to turn into gold. It needs to multiply. Yeah. It needs to yes. make you smile. I never had any of that. And the unfortunate thing is a lot of people are content with being stuck in a rut, are content mm. with not having things blossom in their lives. They're content to just, you know, this is how it will be because this is how life should be. No, life should not be like that. Yeah. You should be happy every day. Even through your struggles, you should know this is working towards me. Even yeah. when, you know, you're having to pay something big, it's like, this is going towards me. If you're just spending sure. those long hours, it's like, at least it's building my business. So yeah. inside, there was something that was just a burning desire to leave and I think the idea of staying at the bank was much more frightening than the idea of going out into the unknown and I've never looked back I've never really said uh, I mean if there's there's a time where if I have to go back and work because maybe business has failed and God is trying to steer me in a different direction That's I'm different. happy to do it yeah. I will not declare uh, failure because it's not failure it's like this is what's meant to be this is where I'm supposed to go and, yes yeah. and it's a business that failed so I now need to reset myself there's no harm in that if you're gonna yeah. laugh at it if you're gonna poke holes at it if you're gonna throw stones at it good for you but for yeah, me this is you. an opportunity and this yeah. is a, an opportunity for me to so let's not be scared of tripping along the way and yeah. if you have to go back and get a job. But luckily in the past 10 years, I haven't had to do that. And I'm very yes. grateful for that. For but I think yeah. let's not poke holes at people who are trying. You know, if you're going to laugh at somebody who's failed, because entrepreneurs fail, if you're going to laugh at somebody who's failed, look within yourself. Did you mm. take that risk? Did yeah, you do something sure. different? For Did sure. you pursue a dream that went beyond somebody signing your check and telling you how much you're worth at the end of the month? No, yeah. you didn't. So there's nothing to laugh at. And there's the one thing to laugh actually. at is you. You, the yeah. joke's on you. So yes. let us not, let's be yes. kind to entrepreneurs and real entrepreneurs, not like these fluffy entrepreneurs that we see yeah. that are constantly in incubators. Those taking people who fun. have failed, let us cheer them on and say, well done for taking that risk and yeah. knowing. So for me, it was really an inside job. Like it just is like an instinctive thing of, I need to get out of here. I need to go figure out what it is. And I knew when I left the bank, because it was the only place that I've ever been employed in, I knew that I'm not going to go next door to RMB or FMB and try to get another banking job. I yeah. went for an interview. Surely I went for an interview. Right. Um, right. Because, you know, my mom was like, maybe try this, try that. And I went for the interview. And I remember them asking me a question around, um, you know, they ask you random, like, questions in these interviews. Yes. I don't know why what they do that. <laughs> what are the strengths? Where will you be uh, in five years from now, well, in yeah. 2015, we couldn't answer that question, could we? Right. <laughs> we had <laughs> no had, idea. <laughs> we had no idea. So you never have an idea. And we, you know, one of the random questions that asked me was around loyalty. And I, my response to that is like, loyalty is for dogs. 
that's what I said. I was like, uh, and obviously I never got that job because, but that's how I felt <laughs> at that point. I was like, yeah, royalty for, for sure. dogs. So, like, don't yeah. ask me stupid questions because I'm going to give yeah, you... I haven't even started here. Why should I be loyal? What's there so amazing about this place that should invoke that? Yeah, yeah so well, that's, that's kind of... Word. It was insight. It was yeah, insight. insight. Yeah, Something yeah, just said, get out of there. Yeah. No, I'm with you 100%. Hey? And if I, if I think back, I mean, a lot of this, this, the same feelings kind of echoed for me. Mm-hmm. But I think the one realization that I mm-hmm. had and I'm thankful for it, is that I realized that there was no perfect time. There was no right time. Like, you actually have to create it, right? Because there's never an amount of money that you can save up. There's never an amount of knowledge or connections or network that you can gain that says, yeah, right here is when I should leave, right? It, mm. it never happens. Because if, if you mm. look at that, there will always be an excuse. There will always be a reason. And I just mm. said, you know what, like, to hell with it. And I actually burned a couple bridges on my way out, not like on a personal front, but I was yep. trying to make sure that I didn't go back because I couldn't. So I was going to have to eat a lot of pie, mm. a lot of humble pie to go back. And mm. I knew my ego wasn't going to allow for that. So I was like, let me break it off. And these people, like, I know they're going to welcome me back and ask me to come back, but <laughs> let me break it off professionally so yeah. I can't, or that it's going to hurt me yeah. so much to do so. So I Mm. stayed there and I really try this thing. And so I think you have to create those moments um, Mm. and push yourself into an uncomfortable corner of like putting aside like a really solid income to Mm -hmm. maybe not earn for the next 10 years. (laughs) You know? No, not 10 years, 10 months, maybe. Yeah, 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) 10 months. But you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, and don't burn bridges, uh, but also yeah. be very intentional. I mean, once you make for that sure. call, make that call and go for it. Yeah. And I was lucky that I was 25 years old. I didn't have a yeah, cat. I didn't have a dog. I, you know, I just had a lot of suits, corporate suits that I had yes. to tuck away. Uh, <laughs> but it's difficult. I mean, it is yeah. harder if you have bigger responsibilities, like a family Definitely. and a bond and all of that stuff. So yeah. uh, choose wisely because... Um, you know, it's going to put a lot of good relationships on the rock. If you are having people depending on your ability to earn, it's, it won't be fair to put that on them. And now, you know, kids can't go to Disney World anymore. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, they shouldn't be going there, but I mean, yeah, but kids I mean, can't go to school. I mean, that's that yeah. like, uh, nah, it's like, no, you must really consider those odds. Yeah, no, that's spot on, hey? It's a, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a really good perspective. We've got one more here. It says, I wanted to find out uh, if your business has a great strategy, perhaps tested with success, but you don't meet the conventional qualifications for capital investment. What do I do then? It's a good question. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. a loaded question. So my understanding is that do I have a strategy, A, right? Yes. Um, and, um, and then the second part to that is... Help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, he has a strategy. Yeah. It's already mm-hmm. tested, but he doesn't meet conventional qualifications for funding. For funding, hey. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, any of the businesses that I've run, I've never yeah. had to go ask for funding. I've just yeah. structured my yeah. ability and the one thing that I'm emphasizing, which is also how the world is going, is trying to build asset light businesses. Yeah. You know, yeah. other people's time, other people's money, other people's uh, resources, yeah. especially as black entrepreneurs, yes. um, identify an industry, 
identify a company that's making lots of money and successful in that industry and leverage them by, yes. in essence, trying going to be an enterprise development agreement. Because okay. they have to spend yeah. money on you. They For have sure. to spend money on developing you. So that's one yeah. way of funding yourself, of trying yes, to... Yes, so, yes. for example, as much as I've got two offices, it sounds very fancy, in Santin and in Parktown, I don't pay for any of them, guys. Yes. That's how I've been strategic. Yeah. Yes. I've been asset light. So when yes. coronavirus hits, I don't have to worry about... I'm able to deliver <clears throat> on my client's request, but I don't have to pay 100 people that are actually in that production line. I probably only have to, to pay so. five for those. Yeah, yeah, so think of creative yeah, ways. Incredible. You know, the first thing you need, you don't think when I want to start a business, a lot of people think I I, I want to start a business, I need to get go get funding. It's like, no. And also mm-hmm. when you talk about strategy, it's like, it you know, it's such a waste of time sitting down and crafting strategy. And writing out strategy this business plan. Is you wake yeah. up every day, you've got a plan. That is yeah. your strategy. Yeah. The same what am I doing today? Very fancy mm-hmm. things that you're going to submit to somebody. It's like, do something yeah, so that you have something yeah. to show for it so that when it's time to go and get funding, they can see that you've already built a platform. Yes. And because that's why they say you need to be able to uh, bootstrap in your first yeah. couple of years. Only now, because I want to expand, am I thinking and am I starting to engage uh, private equity partners? Yeah. But private equity partners would not look at me if I had nothing to show for it. Exactly. If I didn't say I have local yeah, and international yeah. clients that I'm already servicing and this is how much the company's turning over. They won't look at me if I had nothing yeah, to show for it. For sure. So instead of, I mean, the strategy is you waking up and knowing what you're going to do every day. You don't have to write it down. Okay. It's in your head. Unless you have to share it with people, but it's like your three, your elevator pitch where you have yeah. to say, who am I? What am I doing? That's your strategy, right? Yeah. But I just say, as black South African entrepreneurs, please, please, please take advantage of enterprise and supply development opportunities. Yeah. There's a lot of money that's been spent on useless things. And yeah. unfortunately, it's always our other you know i like you know the the white business people are the ones yeah. that will get these opportunities because sure. they're they rich leverage guys. Yeah, leverage. Sure. Yeah, i don't yeah. pay for a lot of things because i know my value and i know that i can negotiate all sorts of things because i am a black business i need yes. to be developed they're spending money on me go and get it it's as yeah. simple as that and i'm gonna do it well and yeah, I'm going to deliver. I'm going to exactly. deliver and I'm not going to yeah, let people yeah. down because at the yeah. end of the day, it's my name, it's my reputation. And also, mm-hmm. initially, it's, it's you know, initially it might feel like you're being used. It's like we all use each other. It's business. Come on. Hello. Let's not be sentimental about these things. If they're using yeah. you, you use There's it. There's something then. to exchange. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, 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 my partners, my, uh, my listed um, business partners, yeah. um, the fact that they needed transformation and I gave them transformation, but in the process, I grew a business. I learned about an industry that I've never studied before. No, 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 no. I used my mind and I went out there to go get business that they never had before. So everybody wins. So let's be true to um, our ability to deliver as well, because it's very, very important. You don't, you don't want to embarrass us. Please don't embarrass yeah. us. No, don't. Do the right that's thing. the reality <laughs> is that one of us speaks for all of us and we, and we yeah. represent all of us. That's like the unfortunate burden that we bear. Yeah. But I think you're so spot on, hey, because I think the very first thing for me is like that investor, the best investor is always a client, right? Is that mm-hmm. if you need business, if you need funding to start your business, you're not actually an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? You're a borrower. Like, that's not a business that's being built. 
But if you've got the ability to say, Matsi, please give me one rand for this product or service, that's a yeah. whole different thing. And then I maintain mm. that, flip that one rand to 10, to coming back to say, Matsi, it's a thousand to whatever it might be. You know what I mean? So yeah. I that, for me, that's the business building element, not mm. give me some cash and let me see. Because funding and, and, and investment is really for scaling, right? It's like, yeah. you know, we, we took funding in our 10th year because we wanted to scale the business differently. But I knew that we wouldn't have been able to qualify or ask for it anytime before that because yeah. we were in the building phase. So now it makes yeah. sense because we're branching out into new opportunities. Mm. And the funders that we partnered with, it was a direct partnership. We were actually mm. adding just as much value as they were versus yeah. please yeah. guys, give me something. And then I was able to negotiate a solid deal for us. If we had taken their funding five years ago, they would have taken 80% of my business. Yeah. <laughs> you know You've mean? got something to show for it. Exactly. You worked hard. So we had that leverage, right? And it was powerful be smart, to be able to guys. do so. And I think that's it is we have let's to use be smart. Those who use us, let's use each other. <laughs> I love Let's it. use each other. I love it. We have to because that's yeah. the nature of business, hey? It is. It is. Yeah. Nice this has fun. been such a fun conversation. Though. It really I has. I've really, I've truly enjoyed it. Hey, it went even better than I than I thought. And we got a couple more minutes. So if anyone has any last questions, please drop it through. But I've got a last one because you okay. mentioned one of my favorite books, right? Um, Simon mm -hmm. Sinek's book, Start With The Why. And the whole premise there is that the what and the how of what you do doesn't matter, but the why does. So to close us out, let's see, why do you get out of bed every day? Like what wakes you up? I don't want to die not having <laughs> nine figures in my bank account. Yes. <laughs> because, and it's not for greed or just gluttony. It's more yeah. for what I know I can do with yes. it. Yeah. It's more for what I know what it would mean to be an African child of the soil who's built a solid business, yeah. especially a black female. That's yes. why I do it. Yeah. Um, and also I think to make it more personal, it's because of my mother, you know, yeah. she, yeah. at some point, she's my total role model. At some point she's very entrepreneurial. She lost everything. And yes. it's like, I want this woman to live like a queen that she is. Yeah. She's such an amazing person. So Whatever it is, you know, I'm, um, you know, I, I'm very clear. And even if it, I don't make a billion dollars or a billion rands, guys, at least yes. I was on the pursuit of it yeah. to better my life, to the better the lives of others. I because love it. I want to be able to contribute towards this. Uh, I mean, we're in the business of training the next yes. generation of African leaders. So yes. I take that job very seriously. And if I'm yeah. making money out of it, I'm happy to make. We're in the process of giving opportunities and recruiting young black kids that don't have opportunities so that's my reason that's my why yeah, i wake up in the morning and I make sure that we are not being used in the process because we are being used at the end of the day on the other side we are just numbers to me it's like no this is yeah. contributors to the future economy yes. of this country to the current economy of this country so that's my why i think my i want to be i want to do more i want to give more but I also want to give my mom the best life that she deserves. Yeah, I love that. Dad, I love you. Dad, it's... I love you. But dad, you can. Mom. <laughs> but mom. you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's spot on because it's actually bigger than the number, right? And the number's yeah. big, but it's bigger than the number because mm -hmm. it's the impact that you want to make and the legacy and what you want to leave behind and the care you want to provide for the people that you love and the people that are Coaching. meaningful. So, yeah. This was yeah. amazing. 
Nancy, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Um, I learned a lot. I got to know you even more. So close walk down. We're going to do we this. We need to have that glass of wine, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. We must definitely catch thanks, up. So thanks to everybody that joined in. Um, I know yeah. it's kind of slap bam in the middle of the day, but you know, these things are important. These conversations are important. Um, yeah. To just remind you that you are something, you know, you have something of value to add and don't give up. Please don't Definitely. give up. Um, if you yeah. can make it through this, you're going to make it through anything in life. Guaranteed, Definitely. I'm sure. If you can make it and pivot through this and survive and still be able to give others, you're going to be fine. You'll be okay. Spot on. Mati, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure.